Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's podcast with your host, Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. We have Liz Armbruster, she's the Senior VP of Global Compliance with Avalara. Um, I just, I'm actually a fan of Avalara Talks solutions uh, for integrating into various websites we've used it on several occasions um, just to make some of the tax compliances uh, and tax tax rules um, implemented on the site in a more automated fashion um, and so I'm excited to have Liz on the show because I think she's going to add a lot of value and we're, we're going to be talking today specifically about um, international and global compliances and a lot of, of the very complicated aspects of the tax uh, compliances and that sort of thing. So thanks for joining us today, Liz. Brandon, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Um, even though taxes and tax rules always throw me for a twist, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's not my area of, of forte, so to speak. Uh, I have my tax accountant for that, <laughs> and as do many people. Um, but I'd love it if you can give a little bit more of a background on yourself and on Avalara. I mean, I don't think I did it any justice in any way, so it'd be great if you could kind of give us a little bit more of a background on everything there, and then we can jump into a lot of the, the meat and potatoes, so to speak. Sounds great. Uh, so Avalara is a global cloud SaaS compliance technology company, and as you said, tax isn't everybody's favorite topic, but it sure is ours. Um, you know, we, we live and breathe and, you know, sleep taxes every single day. Um, it is, it's interesting for us because it is so complex. And when we think about the manual world of tax compliance and the opportunities that that presents from a tech perspective to automate that, solve it so that businesses like yours and, you know, millions around the globe, uh, you know, if we automate that, we give them an opportunity to get back to things that allow them to drive their business, right? To do more sales, to drive revenue, drive growth, just focus on the things that aren't compliance focused. And, you know, when I think about online sellers in particular, um, tax compliance is really, it, number one, it's no longer optional. It's a regulatory requirement. And as you've said, it is extremely complex. Every business has those requirements that it must comply with for anything that it buys and sells. And the reason, when I think about the complexity, the reason it gets so complex is taxes are different everywhere. And it would be one thing if tax were static, meaning the rate or the rule 
or the threshold that you have to meet, if that stayed the same, and if a business were to know that, great, you know, in perpetuity, it would exist. They wouldn't have to worry about going out and making sure that that rate was the same the next month and the next year, et cetera, et cetera. The fact is, it isn't that way. And taxes and the rules around tax compliance change all the time. And most businesses, you know, still manage that compliance with nothing more than a, a telephone and a web browser, maybe a spreadsheet, et cetera. But when you think about a company who is selling in one geo, sure, it might be possible. Um, you've got a person or multiple people trying to, to manage that complexity. Um, but when you move that business to a global perspective, and now you're starting to sell across borders, not only are you in different geographies and those rates and rules, again, change, um, you also have to think about cross-border tax, customs, duties, land and costs, right? What does that mean? Where do I need to be compliant? And it, if you get that wrong, you are, of course, putting your business at risk. And you also have to think about the impact to, um, you know, not just an audit, but your customer experience. And we can talk a lot about, you know, how getting tax wrong can really influence negatively your, your customer, customer experience. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit on, that's a little bit on Avalara. I've been with the company, just personally on me, uh, been with the company since 2013. I spend a lot of my time, uh, in forward thinking conversations. So you think about complexity, you think about what's changing the digital world and automation. How can we, as a company, continually get ahead of those cycles so, and anticipate what we may be able to do to deliver a simplified, automated, um, accurate service to businesses everywhere who have to deal with this, this compliance? And specifically, I'm focused um, kind of at the front and the end of the, the value chain for customers in that registration. So knowing where I have to be compliant and going through those, that process to get registered or get a license. Mm -hmm. And then also on the, on, the, on the back end, if you've done that and you've calculated your tax, you figured out your exemptions, you've, you've got that all right, well, now you're sitting on money that's not yours. That, that tax liability needs to go somewhere. And I often spend a lot of my time focused in that, that particular area, too, helping customers and creating solutions to, to do that in an automated way. And Great. it's like, like you said, tax isn't everybody's favorite topic, but, <laughs> you know, the problems and challenges that we have out there are cool. And we're solving problems with really smart people and bringing value to businesses all over the globe. And, and that's a cool thing to be a part of. Absolutely. Um, so... It's funny you too because you're in two very complicated um, spaces, right? If you really think about it, you're in you're very heavy in the tech space, which in itself is a very complicated space, um, especially with with automation and and uh, the, basically the entire digital world that we live in now. Um, I mean that's where I live and breathe. My daily my space is in that area, and I mean my whole goal in life uh, is simplifying. Simplifying the technologies that are involved for people, um, and I mean, so you have to take that one step further and simplify the taxes. And so mm -hmm. the other side of that too, though, is that one thing I find interesting, and a lot of people don't, depending on 
depending on the uh, the business itself. I mean, if it's an advanced company, you've been in, in the business for a while, um, you're probably aware of a lot of these pieces, but some people aren't. And I mean, there's some simple things, so things as simple as, uh, like you mentioned, registered and licensed in certain areas. I mean, it's one thing to, uh, just as a simple example on, uh, on a, let's just use an, uh, a simple store that sells in various states, for example, or if in some cases, even within the same state, there's different tax tax rules um, based on the different zip codes and those types of things. And so trying to stay on top of something as simple as that can be difficult enough. And then you add in multiple states and multiple countries, and now you have to be registered to take the taxes for that country. You then have to be on top of that, you have to be uh, paying those taxes to those that you're taking for those countries um, and you have to be registered and licensed to do that there's so many complexities in so many different situations that need to be understood and understood at a strong level because like you said the implications down the line <clears throat> can filter down to your end customer and then that customer experience can be can be very, very much destroyed. And that's one of the areas I talk about quite often on the show is the customer experience and it's just the importance of it. Um, and so the second you start not understanding, and it's not that you have to understand these this tax information and all these tax rules and all this stuff yourself. And that's, well, again, one of the reasons I brought you on because I'm also a big believer in getting the right experts involved. Uh, for your company, um, and one of, and I see you guys as experts in this field. And I think if you tried as a you know a solopreneur up to a, you know, a very substantial e-commerce company, you try to manage all of the tax implications yourself. Um, you're going to get overwhelmed, and you're going to have to have very very good tax people involved who are on top of it on a daily basis. Like you said, your role is um, has been very much forward thinking. Um, how do you simplify and automate and keep it accurate? I think those are very important pieces too. The accuracy needs to be there. Automation needs to be there because, and you can do that at a larger scale when you're, when that's what you do, um, which again is part of why I brought you on. Um, can you give us some, I know I went, it was a little long-winded there. I That's okay. That's all right. You, are, um, you brought up some really great points. I mean, all, all true and all things that businesses need to consider. Um, well, that's, I'm glad I brought up some good points. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you did. And if, if you would be so kind as, you know, to let me respond to that for just a second, because I, I would think love some that. things that. Some things that you said are just are so spot on. So if you think about a business being just even in one state, operating in that state, you're right. You have rates, rules, and boundaries that operate at multiple levels. So you have a state tax, right? You've got a county, a city, and potentially a special taxing jurisdiction that when you go between counties, say, for example, your rates are going to be different, and you need to know that. When you start to get interstate or interstate, excuse me, you've got to know some rules around, some sourcing rules, 
right? Does the tax apply if it's being, you know, uh, sourced uh, from the state or, or is it destination tax um, as some states are? And, you know, to wind that up, think about the fact that in the United States alone, there are 12,000 taxing jurisdictions. So the more places that you're selling to, the more areas and rules, rates, the con what we would call content, uh, needs to be known. And of course, for a smaller business, it might it might make sense to have somebody in house that's doing that tax compliance. Um, and especially if you if the number of products that you're selling is low, but the minute that you begin to expand in any way, shape, or form, you've got tax people that are just trying to keep you compliant and that it's an interesting value proposition when when we talk about you know where does Avalara add value for a customer I would love those folks who are trained in tax and accounting to be able to apply their expertise somewhere else in the company to to really provide value and you know potentially revenue to the company and mm -hmm. an automation tool like ours um, really can replace that work that they can do. So that person, right, can go can go do other work um, that is valuable to the business. So uh, again, you you raise those complexity levels. So as, as product expands, as the business grows, and ultimately when they when they go out into the international space, you're right. You're just adding layers of information and complexity that um, you know would be owned by a group or, you know, an individual within within a business. And it's very burdensome. And it's just every reason why technology really is no longer an option to, to stay compliant. I mean, there's wonky tax rules out there. I just, you know, think about the fact that, gosh, for example, um, permanent cosmetics, right? I know it's not a line of business that everybody's in, but permanent cosmetics, like tattooed eyebrows or eyeliner, they're generally non-taxable. But if you're in New York City, they're subject to sales tax. And if administered within the city limits, unless they're performed by somebody licensed under Title VIII of the education law. I mean, these, you know, pumpkins are taxable when you, you know, uh, they're taxable, I know, in, in certain states when you use them for decoration. But if you consume them like food, they're not. Right. So those are questions that would have to be asked at point of purchase. I mean, our tax rules are they're really insane. I could give you just any number that would blow your mind of, you know, uh, craziness levels. And like I said, it's, it, it really becomes an overwhelming burden for um, sellers of any size, but in particular, those that are out doing cross border to have to be compliant with. And and one thing I would add to that is, you know, legislative changes for example, that are happening across the globe, like Brexit or marketplace facilitator laws um, are changing the way that international e-commerce works. We're, they're changing the way um, that we think about who's responsible for collecting and remitting the tax, who reports it, does somebody report it on behalf of. And so while it weren't, you know, it seems like it's enough to just know is my product taxable or not, um, in fact, you have to think about the reporting requirements and making sure that that data is accurate and available to the party that has to remit it. And potentially, if as an e-com seller, maybe you have a, maybe you're selling on multiple marketplaces and those marketplaces are selling in multiple geographies. They don't all act, look, feel the same. So you may have to aggregate your own data 
know which marketplaces remitted on your behalf and which didn't. And in some states here in the U.S., you have to report all of those taxable sales. So regardless of where they actually occurred, you've got to all of a sudden become a data aggregation specialist and make sure that you've got tools that enable you to do that. And that's where I would tell you that probably Excel isn't going to cut it. Um, you probably need something right more advanced um, to have to figure out how to how to do with that. And, you know, I know, for example, that so many businesses, so many, e you know, e-commerce sellers are going global. And in particular, I mean, look at the time and place that we're we're in right now. You and I cannot go to a store and purchase the things that we purchased just, you know, six weeks ago. So the lift that has come to sellers that are, you know, that are selling domestically and internationally is, is, I mean, unheard of. And I know that, for example, you know, we think about statistically, um, e-commerce is expected to account for more than 15% of the online retail market by 2022. So everybody is now, you know, and even more so in this COVID-19 pandemic, trying to fight to get their slice of the pie. And it's, you know, when an e-commerce seller is, is new to that marketplace, it's important that they know what they're walking into. And I think your point about the customer experience is, is so spot on. We think about that when we develop our technology as well. You know, we have to. We think about that customer journey and how are they going to use our products and how simple is it? And when they get to the end of it, did they reach the outcome we expected them to? And and for an online seller, an e-commerce seller, of course, it's no different. They, I, I've heard you on prior podcasts talk about the fact that sellers want to be to deliver an experience where that buyer is super excited about their purchase. And they're equally excited about the point in time that they receive that purchase. And so connecting those dots and making sure that every single part of the journey, of the, of the consumer journey, is identified and well thought out and automated and simplistic wherever possible is, is critical to ensure that you get that repeat business because Consumers like you and I have a lot of choices, and oftentimes we're not going to give a business a second chance if it doesn't meet our expectations. You have listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, yes, I have. Yeah, I have. no, I, yeah, I can tell, and I probably know when, which one of the one of well, I could guess, look, you know, narrow it down to which <laughs> show it was that you were listening to, but, um, and I think. One of the things that you mentioned there, um, and I'm just going to kind of extrapolate from, is um, uh, not so much what you mentioned, but it made me think of, is what I want to say. Um, one of the things that people need to think about, in my perspective, is what are you good at? Um, and, you know, in the e-commerce world, um, if you're, you know, responsible for the e-commerce side of the business or is an e-commerce um, only play or what have you, there's all kinds of complexities, um, tax complexities, privacy laws are changing on a global level. It really gets complicated. I mean, you mentioned you have 12,000 different tax rules or tax laws. Um, again, that 
terminology I just used may not be quite accurate, but if you expand upon that to the international world and you talked about Brexit and that type of thing, there was also the European privacy law that came into effect a year ago or more. Um, and then that required all these changes to people's sites. So now you go to a site and there's a cookie on, I mean, a cookie notification on almost every site you go to now. Um, and so just keeping on top of all of these, these legal aspects of your company, I think one of the most complicated pieces of those is the tax implications. And when, and I did talk, and I do talk a lot also about going international, um, because I think there's, I mean, it's a, when you're in the digital world, going international is a much easier venture. Um, of course, there's always, you always have to consider umpteen different complexities with that and the user experience, and I won't get into all of that. But when I say focus on what you're good at, um, you mentioned, and this is what I was getting at um, in a long roundabout way, you mentioned getting those, you know, your tax rule people or your, you know, the people who are good at the tax function and doing that function now, getting them more focused on the revenue side of things and revenue generating pieces. And I think that's really where you at the core of your e-commerce business need to be focused and that's on the revenue generation. And to me, living in a digital world, every every aspect of it to me is, is digital world um, you look at that and you go okay let's focus on revenue generation and for all you know all forsaken for all other when all else fails focus on that and outsource integrate or automate the rest of it that's kind of my you know my thinking is focus on revenue well income profitability really mm -hmm. gets down to it to me um, because revenue you can generate a ton of revenue and still not be profitable so focus on the profitability mm -hmm. of your company and that and then outsource integrate and automate the rest of it um, and I think you know working with a company like Avalara allows people to do that um, and I like to use I like to talk to you specifically because there are so many facets to everything that you're doing. Um, and again, it just brings it back to why you would want to utilize a solution like yours because, you know, because it takes that, that focus, it can take that focus away on the tax side of things. Not to say that, I mean, you can, if you're focused on the taxes and stuff like that, it is in its own sense a revenue generator because you're doing your taxes correctly and you're not Correct. getting yep. stung mm -hmm. later on and you're, you're maximizing right. those efforts too, right? So there's that side yep. of looking at it, but I still see that as, you know, get that into the right hands. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think your your points around, of course, about, you know, revenue and profitability are, are spot on because you, you're right. You could be generating a lot of revenue and still not making money. And so any opportunity that you have to, you know, to automate, drive accuracy, reduce your costs so that you have a better chance at profitability and turning those experts over to other areas of the business that potentially can help you drive a more profitable state are certainly, you know, idealistic. One thing that I, I do tell a lot of our customers and kind of as a best practice is that when you think about technology and, you know, I'll use us just as an example is, 
you know, this technology is an enabler, and it certainly allows you to leverage all the tools, all the content that we have in order for your business to be compliant with any of the multitudes of taxing uh, jurisdictions that you may you may be um, in in you know working with or you know selling into having having a compliance obligation to, and but that doesn't putting us into that environment doesn't eliminate your need to have a relationship with the technology. It's still your business. And so you ultimately are, you know, really the one that's on the hook to make sure that the technology is working in a way that is beneficial, you know, to to your business. So as a case in point, you may set up your products and we know where you're selling into and we're returning in an automated way a tax calculation, so a rate that's coming back to you. Um, and at the end of every month, maybe you're outsourcing your uh, returns, your tax returns to us as well. You know, I'm certainly going to tell the customer, hey, listen, you've got your data aggregated in your system. You know what your tax liability should be. Let's make sure that when you look at our system, it says the same thing. And right. because we don't have a way of knowing if maybe you did some sales that weren't processing through our system. You have to know that. So as a best practice, let's make sure we go through, you know, a touch point, a reconciliation every single month. It may only take you five minutes to do unless you discover an issue, but wow, that five minutes, you know, could really save you down the line. So that connected, you know, notion of an enablement that, that technology provides to you is important, but the relationship um, is an ongoing type of relationship because it's your business and, and you've, you've ultimately got the ownership there. And I think that's true of any technology that you that you put into place. Um, knowing where and how it can help solve problems and deliver value uh, is one thing, but there still has to be an active partnership with that technology um, on an ongoing basis, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, and I like, you know, how you used that example to kind of just kind of create a little bit more clarity around it because um, – I think you're absolutely right. Um, technology needs to be an enabler. We also, like you said, you have to have that active partnership. Um, I always call, I always refer to use technology as an accelerator. Um, but I think in this case too, I think in this case, an enabler is an excellent, excellent use of the term and something I'm going to start thinking about a little bit differently now as well, because, um, you know, I'm I'm one to say, oh, this technology will solve this problem. Perfect. Let's do that. But when you talk about, you know, the active partnership and that simple reconciliation and, and the example that you did use there, um, technology does, it can make errors. Um, if you're not looking at and re reconciling the data that is there, um, it's, it's going to make it best and for, it's going to utilize the data that it has to come up with your answers and solutions. But if that data is, has been missed, like you said, like it had, was something processed outside of your system, there are, is room for that error. And then again, you end up in a, in a situation where things aren't quite accurate or correct. And, and just then basically you end up going down a rabbit hole. That's right. It could cost you time, effort, and money that otherwise you could have prevented. 
And, and I think that that's a, that's a critical, you know, just notion of any time that you implement any technology, knowing what your outcome is, is one thing, but knowing how you anticipate using that technology, that platform, that application, um, you know, in a month to month basis is critical for the success of your employees as well. So part of just a good practice around, you know, doing that time and investment and research into how might you use a use a technology? I know that um, Brandon, you also wanted to you know just touch on the specific challenges that you know retailers might mm. face when selling cross border, and you know examples are I think the best way to kind of articulate this. And so when we think about tax, you know, for example, and you know the what could an inaccurate you know duty or tax calculation do, and in particular ultimately for that customer that then says, oh, wow, I had a poor experience and I, I don't want to come back to the seller. You know, think about if you didn't get that amount right out of the gate, you know, that shipment could be delayed. You know, we, we have an expectation of we hit the button on the buy and how long that's going to take to us. And I think most of us would recognize that if it's coming cross-border, it's going to take a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But if we've got some inaccuracy in that data, it could cause a shipment delay. And that's going to negatively impact your, your customer and their expectations. I mean, worst case scenario, what happens if, you know, they, they believed that the price of their purchase was $100 mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they get this um, package, this parcel that arrives to them and there's, a, there's money due. So it's an additional $20. Well, now, of course, your customer's really upset. They might reject the shipment all together. So now you've got to deal with, um, you know, uh, uh, lack of a sale and, and the processing time and all the shipment coming back, et cetera. So getting that right out of the gate really is a critical driver, not just for you as a business, but as I said, ultimately making sure that your customer has their expectations met and the, the, the probability that they will come back for a second, a third, a tenth, a hundredth purchase, right, from your company, that probability goes way up when you can do that work proactively up front to make sure that, that those taxes, those duties are calculated correctly, you know, to the best of your ability um, so that, you know, ultimately you are driving a profitable state and not, not doing activities that would, that would draw down on your bottom line. Yeah, no, I think that's a good example. I mean, that's one of the things that you think about when you're purchasing. Uh, some people think about. I mean, I think about it. I think about okay, well, I'm ordering this product from, you know, from outside of uh, outside of Canada. Okay, I'm going to have duties. Um, is this covering the duty? You know, that sort of thing. And I'm always thinking that way. Um, but that's just because of the business I'm in, and I understand that and think about that. Um, when I, but a lot of people go online and they expect that all of that has been calculated in their shipping costs. And so, and even if they don't expect that, having extra costs, it's kind of one of those things I've talked about on the show a lot. If you have extra costs come up and surprise you in the actual checkout process, a lot of people are going to abandon the cart. Well, mm -hmm. think about how upset they're going to be if they've gone ahead and ordered <laughs> the product. It's shipped out, just like you said. It gets there, and then they find out they owe more money because the taxes weren't calculated properly by the person that, or company that they bought it from. I mean, and then that just opens up a whole floodgate because it's going to cost you more money to bring that product back 
if they've rejected it. Even if you sort it out with them, it's costing you money. You're going to lose money in the end. Um, and they're not going to be happy regardless because even no matter how happy you are that you get the product and the company did the right thing and they took care of that expense or whatever they've done to make you happy, you're still not as happy. That final experience of receiving that final product, that wanting to unbox it on, you know, on social media, all of that goes away the second there's a negative piece added into that mix. Um, and I think that's an example that you just used is a great one to like to really articulate the need to get the you know the customs and duties and taxes for international correct. Um, and there's a lot of you know, like there's a lot of very unique situations um, that I probably you could probably elaborate us on that you wouldn't even think of where you know one product because it's made out of a specific type of material or whatever might get taxed differently across the border than you would than it would if it was something else like i don't i can't think of any examples but um i think there was one that was sent to me by your crew uh, just with some unique situations that might come up do you have any of those There's off the top of your hundreds head hundreds of oh my gosh hundreds of thousands of unique <laughs> situations i mean you know as i as i stated earlier just here in the u.s twelve thousand taxing jurisdictions so those are the you know, that's the body that says, hey, here are the rules. And mm -hmm. those rules can vary from one to another. So, you know, the, the, the time you walk into a store and you buy a bagel and you buy cream cheese and you eat it there, you know, taxable versus not versus you carry it out. There's, you know, a, a, another one, a, one of the most famous ones, because we often don't think about thresholds, is that clothing and footwear sold in New York on an individualized basis, so, uh, you know, per item or per pair of shoes, et cetera. If it's sold for less than $110, then it's exempt from state sales tax in New York and and in local tax in some parts of the state. But if it's above that, then you're taxed. And, you know, that, for me, that's actually a great segue to think about, you know, e-commerce selling, again, just here in the state that the, you know, some people might be familiar with, others might not be, um, but the Wayfair law that came out from the Supreme Court in 2018 said, hey, you know, if you're an e-commerce seller, you're all of a sudden potentially subject to all kinds of compliance rules that you haven't been subject to before. You may not have a physical presence or uh, another way that establishes nexus, right, an obligation to collect and remit in a particular jurisdiction, but because you're selling a certain number of transactions, or the sales dollar amount exceeds a certain threshold in a state, all of a sudden you are obligated to collect and remit sales tax from, um, from your buyers. And just, again, with that notion of a threshold, there are so many sellers out there that don't know what the rules are and don't know when they've met those thresholds because they're all different. And we have, we've really tried to make that, simple for customers, whether, you know, you, you as a business reside in Canada, you're selling into the United States, you're elsewhere in the, in the world, or if you're just here in the U.S. selling into places that you, you know, as you expand your business. And, you know, tools that, this, we have a free tool, for example, on our .com page, travelair.com, 
where a business can come in, answer, answer three quick questions, and you basically get a, a map that allows you to visualize where you might be approaching an economic nexus threshold, where you have already breached that, and now you actually do need to comply with um, collection and remittance of that tax. Um, we offer uh, an additional kind of um, way to get at that data. So if you have transactional data and you wanted to upload it in the system and get really specific about where do I have nexus, where may I not have registered but need to, you can do that also. And the outputs, this really cool PDF, you can, you know, run this as many times as you want. So if the data indicates, wow, I might be getting close in the state of Illinois, for example, state of Florida, um, then, but you're not quite there yet and you want to run that data again next month to see if you've crossed it, you can do that. And it's just one of the ways that, that we think about trying to help businesses out there understand this complexity. And Brandon, the point you made earlier was, was great, that there are companies like ours and, and all the way through the process of, of you know, the, the seller and the buyer transaction happening that are specialized and are automated and can help you and allow you to get back as a business to the things that matter most to you, that drive, you know, profitability and growth and other things that, that might be important to your business. And, you know, we're, we're here. We're here to answer those questions, to take on that complexity you know, just like ADP is for payroll, we're here for tax and cross-border tax and all things compliant um, to help um, e-commerce sellers out there, you know, grow their business and do so successfully. Right on. So on that note, um, I was hoping you could, you know, if you had any final thoughts or any anything like that that we didn't, I didn't let you talk about that you wanted to cover <laughs> today, um, that would be fantastic. And then if you could end that and everything off with any final words of wisdom. That's how I like to say it. All right. So. Words of wisdom and final thoughts. I love it. Um, I, I would just say, as I've said earlier, tax is complex, and we are a business that embraces that complexity. And if, if you're out there trying to figure out how to do this manually in a highly regulated, burdensome you know, world, and you're doing it manually, you know, think about doing it differently. There are tools out there that are available to you that can help you um, do so more cost effectively. And I think, you know, given the world that we're in right now, um, businesses are going to be really hungry to, to try to figure out how to reduce costs and, and in order to support them growing. And so look at those. Um, look at ways that you can help your business grow while supporting whatever it is that you want your customer journey to, to look like. And Avalaris is a, a company that can out, you know, be out there solving that complexity in a, in a highly auto, automated way and be there to support you as you grow. Um, and if you're not ready for that, again, just be thoughtful as you go into that, that international cross-border type of space to be aware of some of the, the challenges that you as a retailer might, might face, you know, whether that's shipment delays or supply chain costs, communication difficulties, poor user experience, rejected shipments, ina inaccurate duty and tax calculations. 
um, just be thoughtful of that as you go into it, because ultimately not doing it well will impact your bottom line. And there are resources out there to help you do it oh so much better. Um, so, you know, we might be one of those that can help you. And Brandon, I, I thank you for your time. This was a this was a really fun conversation to have. And hopefully we've highlighted some of the challenges and, and opportunities that are out there for growing businesses um, in the international, you know, e-com space. Yeah, I think we have, and I appreciate your time on the show as well. It's been great. Um, it's been a fun show, which is, you know, not always something you expect when you're talking about tax. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I, I'll check that box. I'm going to take that one as a win. Thank you. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to e-commerce all-stars brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.